But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and we will take nothing out of it. The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Hi, dear beloved. This is Omar and you are now listening to The Rest Podcast. These two scriptures I just read out to be instrumental for what we will be discussing on today's episode. Philippians chapter 4 verse 11 to 13 has this to say. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I like the NLT version of verse 12, it says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything with the help of Christ who gives me the strength I need. On today's Thin Line series, we will be discussing complacency versus contentment. This is a very important topic because a lot of times people completely refuse the topic of contentment because they are afraid of settling for less or they are afraid of settling into complacency. And some people confuse complacency for contentment. So they say, you know what, I'm just being content, I'm just being relaxed, I'm not stressed about life what they don't realize is that they are complacent they are stagnant and they are just being lazy so what is the defining line between contentment and complacency before I say that, I'm going to take our time to welcome everyone who has been following the series. If this is your first time of listening to The Rest Podcast, I'm here to say you're welcome. And yes, 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 everybody on the internet space, they have agreed that Omar gives the warmest virtual hugs. So I'm sending you the warmest virtual hugs on the planet Earth. And I'm here to say you are welcome home. So back to what we're talking about today, complacency versus contentment. Now, this was actually something I had to learn personally because I didn't want to fall into the trap where my contentment leaves contentment into complacency. And at the same time, I didn't want to go into that place where I was constantly working and never satisfied, never happy, always reaching for more and never sitting to enjoy the moment. And those were two extremes of my life that I had seen myself falling into. So I had to learn, I had to research, I had to read, I had to lean on the Holy Spirit to teach me true contentment. And I just want to start this episode by saying that the only person who can really teach us true contentment is Christ. You can see the scripture I read in Philippians 4 that in verse 13 he says, for I can do everything with the help of christ who gives me the strength i need i can do all things through christ who strengthens me i can abase i can abound i can be content i can aspire for more i can be on fire i know how to do every single thing but it is by christ who gives me the strength so i just want to say up front that there is nothing we can achieve by our own strength that will ever be enough there is nothing that we can do on our own so that we don't think that this wisdom nuggets we are getting at the end in itself no it's not by mind it's not by power it is by my spirit say is the lord of hosts so i'm just here to remind you of that contentment is something i learned this year yes it's something that god took our time to teach me this year he had been teaching me since i refused to hear i remember that in 2021 or 2022 i was working
walking back from my house and I was thinking of how many things I wanted to become that I had not yet become. And then the Holy Spirit would say to me in that season, Precious, you need to learn how to own your seasons. And I was like, own my seasons, kid, please. My highs are on the goal. I need to advance into higher highs. I'm just going to share with you something before we dive into the main topic of the day. And it's something I'm beginning to learn about purpose and assignments and being faithful in little so that God will entrust you with much. A lot of times our eyes are on the big picture, on the places we want to go to. Say, for instance, you want to go for Americans Got Talent. And before you get there, the officials call you to say, before you come for AGT, please come with your bags, your masks, make sure you have your visa, your ID, bring extra toiletries and everything. And then you're like, please, 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 please. All I want to do is to be on that stage. I don't care about your requirements. My only just that I want to be on that stage. You agree with me that if you eventually get to the arena of the event, you will find out that you don't have the qualifications for a lot of things. You don't have the necessary things you need to comfortably be in that place. So I like to say that time and chance is something that will happen to us. But before we get to that big picture, there are assignments that God gives us. Our lives are in assignments. I've come to see that it's in capsules and capsules of assignments. One leading to the other, the next to the other in seasons because our life is measured in time. So I'm sharing this for the person who is such in a hurry that they are not enjoying the current seasons of their lives. Who is such in a hurry that they are despising the days of their little beginnings. All of these things are what will lead up to the bigger picture. If you get to that stage, you will all of a sudden realize that you did not have all the required things that you needed because you neglected your seasons of gathering for that big explosion you are waiting for, whatever it is. I don't even know what it is in your head or how it is, how the picture is in your head. But I just want to let you know that God is not a waster of time, neither is he a waster of seasons. So every single part of our lives, our abase and our bounding moments are working something. So it is very important that you stick with God, that you obey him, that you give your best to those little things, those things that look little that God has given to you. Apply yourself onto them. Remember the story of the talent? It was the ones who had done stuff with their something that the master added to. Because if you are not faithful in little, God will not give you more. And if you're not faithful in another man's thing, how can you be entrusted with your own? That's what scripture says. So I just thought to say that in passing. So what is contentment? According to Google, contentment is a state of being happy, satisfied, and at ease with your situation in life. I like to say that contentment says, I am happy with where I am as I look forward to more. Complacency, on the other hand, is the feeling of self-satisfaction or security with an existing situation, often while unaware of unpleasant realities or harmful possibilities. So you can see that there's a difference between contentment and complacency. The content person's language is from this place that I am at, I'm enjoying the moment, but I'm looking forward to more. Paul will say, forgetting all that is behind, I press towards the mark of the higher calling. So the content person is not stagnant. The content person is not lazy. The content person realizes that all I have right now may not be all I want to have, but I'm grateful for this one that I have. As I look forward to more as I put in the work so that I can attain the more that I want to attain. The complacent person is usually in two forms. One, there's the ignorant one who doesn't even know that there is danger ahead of you. This state that you are in is not all of it. Some people settle into saying things like, eh, God is handling everything so I'm not going to do anything and that is usually not the posture that God expects from us. I know that there are those Exodus 14 verse 14 times of our lives when it's like, God's going to fight for me. I'm just going to hold my peace. But even the holding your peace that you are holding, a lot of times what we don't realize is that it is not immobility, it is not complacency, it is not doing nothing. 
No. In fact, a lot of times, why we go to war, why we engage the things we engage, is because we know that God is in control. We know that we will win. That is why we go to war. That is why we dare to battle with the enemy of our souls. So complacency is often accompanied by laziness. In fact, it's often sponsored by laziness. It's that unwillingness to put in the work to improve what you are finally recognized that needs improvement. Let me tell you my story. There was a time that a mentor of mine called me, gave me a writing gig. No, he didn't give me a writing gig. He gave me the contact of someone that would give me a writing gig. What did I do? When he called me the first and the second time, I didn't pick his calls and I didn't return. And I completely forgot. He called me the next day. I think I repeated it. And the third day, he called me and I picked. And then he would go, Beloved, what did I do to you now? Did I offend you? And coming from him, because he's someone I really respect, I broke down. I felt really bad because I knew, first of all, the thing I did was wrong. I didn't call back. I didn't call back and I didn't call back for the third time. So as I lay down on the floor and I was feeling very bad about it, I remember my friend liked walking into the room and she was like, What are you doing? I'm like, This will happen. I feel so bad and everything. She's like, Eh just ask for forgiveness and she have apologized to him don't do it again it was the shortest recovery session of my life i could not believe it was like light broke for like that's true i can just stand up and not do it again and continue to move on my life but you know what complacency feels like i'm gonna sit down there i will bemoan that situation i will cry i know what to do about it i will not do it and then the next time when the call comes i'll still ignore it and then i'll be like you know what that's the point that's how i am i'm just gonna stay there i'm not gonna be here i'm gonna i'm not gonna do anything complacency is associated a lot with immobility complacent people don't move they don't make things happen they just watch things happen contentment on the other hand is being in that state of gratitude while you reach forward for more while you walk towards achieving your goals while you press towards jesus you are content with the level that you are at content doesn't mean that you are satisfied in the sense that you are not aspiring for more it means i don't live in denial i don't think no please let nobody know that this is the level i am you know you have to fake it till you make it no that's why a lot of times people who are not content live fake lives because they're trying to put up a facade and now the tricky thing about contentment and complacency is that both of them actually depict satisfaction it's just that one of them sits with dissatisfaction and does nothing while the other one actually works contentment is not laziness in fact a lot of times the reasons why you will launch out for more is because you are grateful for the moment grateful for what you have and from that gratitude is stemming a knowledge of the possibilities of god on your inside is how you say if god did this for me in the past he will do more for me in the future so i'm grateful for now but i know that this is not where my life ends i'm grateful for now but i know that there is so much more in store for me there is so much more in me that needs to be seen so much more in me that needs an explosion of some sort that is how contentment views life. And a complacent person puts in no effort. Have you have you seen a complacent person before? I used to be a complacent person. I had attitudes that I wasn't willing to work on and I was making excuses for them. Be content, but kill complacency. And complacency is subtle. Sometimes you don't even realize that you're beginning to settle. So you open your eyes and you look back. Five years have gone and you've not moved from that place that you are at. And God's message to you this morning is simple. Refuse to settle refuse to settle refuse to settle complacency robs you of the freshness of an ever active life in god let me take a minute to speak about spiritual complacency scripture speaking in amos chapter 6 it says woe to them that are at 
ease in Zion. Spiritual complacency usually manifests as either ease or as hopelessness. Where you get to that point where you feel so overwhelmed and you feel like, you know what, nothing good can come out of my life. There's no point in stretching out for more. I won't get it. So I'm just going to stay in this state that I am and I'm going to stick with it. I beg. I've heard some people make certain statements and I can already tell how far they want to go. Be like, I just want enough for me and my family, just me and my wife, my husband and my children, just enough, not too much so that I will not sin as touching wealth. I'm not so listen, so I will not beg. I just want to be there in the middle. And these things can almost sound like humility, sound like dependence on God. But a lot of times, those kind of statements are sponsored by a spirit of mediocrity. I am at a place currently where I am content and I'm happy. I'm grateful for the things that God has given to me. But I know that this is not all. I'm not looking at my life and pitying myself and thinking, oh, this is not all. You are living below potential. Your life is slow. I'm not thinking that. I actually strongly believe that I am in season and I'm walking with God in my seasons. I'm not in a hurry, but I'm not going to slow down either. There is a song by Minister Sifilosani that says, may I never be too fast. May I never be too late. Help me to walk in your pace. I like to think that contentment is walking in pace with Jesus. That is why it's something that can only be achieved by your work with God. Contentment is walking in peace. Yes, it's walking in peace. Your foot where he steps, he's and you're following. I feel like that's a place of being content spiritually. A content person has a lot of joy in their spirit because they are plugged into the Holy Ghost. So they, they know that the visions that he shows them are places they will be at. But before they get to that point, they are happy and grateful for every moment, for every step of the way. So ask yourself tonight, Are you complacent or are you content? You see, a complacent person is ignorantly satisfied about the position that they are at and they are still robbed of joy. It's like the enemy playing you to zero. He's robbing you of that life of purpose and he's still robbing you of the joy that would have come with it. So a lot of times, you see that complacent people are also bitter. They're just there. They are bitter that other people's life are making progress. If you remember the story of David and Bathsheba, it can pass as an example of complacency. David began to settle and feel comfortable with winning wars. So the Bible says that it was in the season when kings went to war that David decided to stay at home. And that is how he committed the sin with Bathsheba that produced Solomon. And would see that he had settled. He probably felt comfortable in his own skin, comfortable in the things he has achieved, comfortable in the kingdoms that he had conquered. And he felt like, you know what, this time around, let the boys go to war. And in those sweet moments of complacency, the enemy did not wait. He planted a seed that would cause him regret. So the enemy of your soul will use complacency to sow mediocrity, to sow small-mindedness, to sow things that will keep you alight under the bushel. And the Bible says no man lights a candle and puts it under a bushel, but complacency, mediocrity will keep you under. Have you gotten to that point where you are no longer striving for more? Who did this to you? When did you get to this point when you've lost sight of vision? When you no longer remember the things that God has said about you? I want to challenge you tonight, you who has settled for complacency, to go back and revisit those old journals. Go back and dust that vision that God gave you. Write that book that God talked to you about. Put out those posts that he told you to write. Do that thing that God has called you to do. Do not sit still. Like the lepers that sat at the gate when Assyria surrounded 
even the people of Israel, they said, should we sit here and die? Why do you want to sit down there and die? Would you not arise and move forward? Will you not arise and take forward steps into the destiny that God has ordained for you? Oh dear believer, do not be complacent. Contentment's eyes are not in every other person's portion. Contentment's eyes are fixed on what the Lord has given her to do. That is the voice of contentment. So I tell you tonight, you have to decide. Will you make things happen or will you watch things happen? spiritual complacency is very dangerous you're listening to me right now you've gotten to that point where you feel like you know the lord already there is nothing else you need to know about the lord hey you are already taking backward steps we can never exhaust the knowledge of god god is inexhaustible so you've gotten to that point where you think you've exhausted all there is in christ i tell you you just began you just started this our god is an eternal monarch he has eternity to unveil himself to us over and over again dear christian don't settle i know that the storms got really tough i know that they beat you down i know that they messed with your wings you eagle but tonight 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 god says step out of the darkness of shame that you've wrapped yourself in there is hope for a tree even after it has been cut down because at the scent of water it will spring back to life again as i speak i sense that the lord introduces a refreshing into someone's life right now and so i just pray for you briefly in this moment that everything dead and dying in your life is introduced to the life of Jesus. I introduce it to the scent of living water. Oh, and it boards again. Everything in your life that has made you settle for less than the person that God has made you. In the name of Jesus, I raise a standard against it and I bind that thing and I rebuke it. I refuse it for you. In the name of Jesus, and I pray for the one who contentment is far from, the one who struggles to be happy. Especially for people who are perfectionists, it is hard for you to ever agree that what you are doing is enough. I said this on the last episode and I'm saying it again. Maybe you need to go and run your appraisals by Jesus. That is something I did. I went to meet him and I asked him, what do you think about what I'm doing? Are you happy? Are you impressed? Because truly, at the end of the day, he's the one to whom we answer to. I do not know why we seek our appraisals from other people apart from Jesus, our validations from other people apart from Jesus. But I want to let you know to be content in whatever circumstance you find yourself. Life will not always go as planned. So you must get to that point where you see that with every trial and temptation that God ever lets your way, embedded in you was the ability to make the best out of that situation was the ability to come out more refined so don't look at any situation like a defeated person no you are not and i dare to bring to you today whose heart has been filled with greed who is struggling to enter into rest concerning the things that god has spoken about you i tell you the truth that by the arm of flesh shall no man prevail and it is not by mind nor by power but by the spirit of god You may not have all you want, but God will not see a need that you have and will not supply. He is that faithful. For some of you, contentment is your instruction for the season. Be content. You have to learn to abase and abound. So I'm just going to pray with you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that the Lord teaches you contentment. Oh, precious Holy Spirit. I pray for this one. Teach them contentment. Teach them contentment. 
teach their eyes to be singled on their race. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you the peace of the Lord that passes on understanding becomes your lot. I pray in the name of Jesus. That the Lord introduces joy into your heart and into your spirit in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for hearing. Thank you, Lord, for coming through for us. Thank you for you. You teach everyone who listens to this episode true contentment with no shades, with no guile, with no deceit. For in Jesus' name. Amen. So do you have yourselves a lovely rest of the weekend? I love you so much. And yes, you know, I'm rooting for you.